You're listening to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, with your test subject, Micah Ball. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy, the synaptic jolts that short-circuited his world, and efforts to rewire and rebuild his not-so-normal life. But first, he's going to need brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host, Micah B. Episode 0, The Prologue. Don't call it a prequel. Greetings, and thank you for joining me here on Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. My name's Michael Ball. I'm going to be your host for this little series. It's, a, uh, it's an account of my recent diagnosis with epilepsy. Just last spring, I got diagnosed with a genetic form of epilepsy, actually. And uh, we'll be going through that, talk a little bit about how it's changed my life, uh, some of the medical implications of it, some of the fun little ups and downs with drug treatments, uh, health insurance, things like that, and uh, some of the mental and emotional frustrations and anger that you go through. A lot of ups and downs through this whole uh, little journey that I've been on so far, and I'd like to share it with you. A little background about me. Um, I, uh, I live in Colorado, lifelong mountain misfit, you could say, uh, ski bum, caver bum. Uh, love the outdoor adventure. I love to get out and about into the high country. Grew up in an outdoor family uh, in Golden, Colorado, and spent my childhood backpacking, skiing, uh, fishing, hunting, things like that, and really fell in love with the skiing and the uh, backpacking and continued that into my adult life. Uh, snowboarding actually be- replaced skiing at one point. Um, bad knees, it was easier on that. Felt like skateboarding too. That was what's what was really cool. I'm an old skate punk, I guess you could say, heavy metal skate punk from the day, and uh, always lived a little bit of outside of the lines, I guess uh, you could call it, so to speak. Had a little bit of an adventurous life up and down, traveled a lot, lived all over the mountains of Colorado after I got out of high school, went to college in uh, Durango, Fort Lewis College. Went for my undergraduates down there and then finished up college at Colorado State University. Uh, after that, took off, uh, backpacked through Europe for a few months, uh, came back, hitchhiked again across the U.S. I do things like that. And uh, somewhere along the, the way, back in college in Durango, I fell in with a lot of cavers. And uh, caving kind of became my passion for a good part of my my uh, adult life there. It's one of those things, you know how a lot of people would quit their job to go skiing? Uh, me and my friends, we would quit our jobs to go caving, and we often did something like that, so to speak. So a lot of activity, a real active lifestyle, real active uh, mountain lifestyle for the most part. Lived the majority of my life, Colorado Rockies, uh, Glenwood Springs, the last place I've, I've been. I still call it home, actually. And uh, um, also... I have been a radio broadcaster and voiceover uh, producer for the better part of my adult life as well. Of course, being in radio or a lot of those uh, media uh, careers, especially in small and medium markets like the mountains there, uh, you're often required to take on that second job. So I've been a bartender the majority of my life as well. That's been really fun. Um, so that's kind of a, a rough background with me, as I had said, snowboarding and caving and backpacking kind of continued that through my life, passed on what I could to my son, have a brilliant little 15 year old musician that I'm helping to raise. I'm very, very proud of him. And, uh, yeah, I've done things like hike the Colorado trail and repelled the, uh, 
rappelled the side down the north rim of the Grand Canyon looking for cave. Um, yeah, I've I've lived a pretty fun, adventurous life there, and uh, in pretty good shape. Um, you know, I take fairly decent uh, care of myself. So it was quite the surprise when last April uh, I started having. Uh, what used to be called grand mal seizures. Now I think they call them something like tonic-clonics or something like that. And those are the big ones where you drop down on the ground and you shake like a fish, you know, you lose uh, consciousness. That's that's the shit where you bite your tongue and, and stuff. So, uh, yeah, those are the big daddies. Started having those and went into an emergency room, uh, scheduled an appointment with a neurologist up there in Glenwood. For the neurology, they, they kind of got at a loss because I started seizing over and over and over again all through April and May, getting these big seizures, little seizures, absence seizures, present seizures, focal awareness. Um, after a lot of that, they kind of threw their hands up in the air over there, sent me down to UC Health Neurology Campus, the Anschutz Campus in uh, Denver. And for those who don't know, UC Health in Denver is is nationwide recognized as one of the best of the best. Maybe even worldwide, who knows? I know a lot of people from around the country come out here for uh, neurological treatment, surgery, things like that. So uh, it got to a point over there um, where I was living alone in a, in a uh, one bedroom apartment, share, you know, sharing custody of my son, had him half the time. And um, it was getting to a point where I couldn't safely live alone uh, because I was seizing so often. And the meds, again, the meds weren't working or anything. Um, got to a point I couldn't work anymore. Uh, I couldn't drive anymore. Of course, the danger, the risk of that was too tremendous uh, to other people and my own safety. So um, it, it kind of fell apart, fell apart real quick. And uh, considering I had to go down for treatment anyway, uh, one of my best friends I grew up with got a hold of me. He knew what was going on. I was keeping touch with him. He straight up, no holds barred, was like, hey, man, I got an extra room for you. Uh, come down. I got your back. We got gotcha. you. And uh, I, I tried to put it off. I'll admit, I tried to put it off as much as I can. I, I have a hard time taking help. I'll admit that. And uh, eventually, eventually, just after, after I think it was the fifth or sixth uh, big seizure, that uh, the medics and EMTs had to come and get me, and and it was the it was one where my son was actually the only one present, and he had to call nine one one. It broke my heart. It still breaks my heart to think about it, actually. Uh, but after that happened, um, he dropped his plans, came up the next day, and uh, packed up my nece necessary things, and took me back down to Denver. Um, came back up. Couple weekends later, got the rest of the stuff, and uh, I've been down in Denver, staying here in the city, first time in years, uh, going through treatment. So that's that's kind of where we are. Uh, it all started with the drug treatments, of course. Didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. As I was mentioned, I had to jump through the hoops. Let's put it that way, because of Medicaid and some of the requirements that the federal government puts on Medicaid. And, you know, it's, you can only get pissed off about it for so long before you're just wasting your energy. You know what I mean? Uh, nothing wrong with being pissed off. That's something that I, we'll discuss a little bit, too. It's okay to be pissed off. It's okay to be frustrated through shit like this because it sucks. And the body's emotions, like frustration and anger and things like that, those are natural 
uh, defense mechanisms when our body or our brain or both are threatened. Um, so it can be used for a good thing. Let's, let's not discount that and uh, let's not try and squelch that. Don't, you know, there's nothing wrong with being positive and, and looking toward the best. But uh, if your body needs to get pissed off or frustrated, if you need to, to if, if you need to sit down and cry, don't block that shit. That's not healthy. That's not healthy at all. Take it, own it, run with it, get through it, because then you can put it away and get on and start thinking about uh, changing it and fixing it and growing and using it to move along further toward a more positive place. How about that shit, right? That works. That works. Anyway, uh, that's where we are. I'm still in Denver going through uh, treatments, seizures off and on, ineffective medicines. Uh, we got to a point recently, actually, where uh, I'm on this stuff called Vimpad. It's pretty damn new. Really good uh, really good uh, response from a lot of people. A lot of patients like it and and are expressing really good results. And I got to admit, the side effects are a lot better than those other ones. Uh, but it's um, my body seems to have a tolerance level for it. It develops a tolerance to these treatments. And after a month or so, bam, um, they're not effective anymore. And I keep seizing. Uh, so it's it's basically what my specialist warned me ahead of time. This type of epilepsy that I have is uh, tends to be one of the most resilient to pharmaceutical treatments and other alternative treatments. Oftentimes, surgery ends up being the uh, final answer in this one. I was I don't know. I was on the fence. Uh, that's maybe something we could talk about a little bit later too. I was on the fence about that whether or not that would be a good thing because. Honestly speaking, some of these side effects were so god-awful that I was praying for the shit not to work just so I could get the surgery and get this shit out of the way. Not only that, but some of the cost of these drugs, if you don't have the proper insurance, it could put you in the poorhouse. It's amazing, uh, some of the cost of these things. We're talking like 40 bucks a pill for some of this shit? Are you kidding me? So although the Vimpat is much better for me in regards to side effects go, uh, it's still not doing uh, its job in controlling the seizures. I had a big grandma seizure uh, day after Christmas, still getting four or five seizures a week, little ones, uh, the ones that I can remember and probably season in my sleep too. Who knows? I might be, I might not. So it's not working specialist is uh, determined that that's it. He's not going to make me elaborate anymore. And we are going in. In fact, just a couple weeks ago, I had another MRI. They brought what my specialist called called the biggest damn magnet in the state. He brought, brought me down to the basement uh, MRI lab at UC Health. And I had a really badass, about 45-minute uh, little brain scan there. Got some really cool pictures of my skull. Uh, but so we, it started, it started, the preoperative testing has started. They're going to take me into a sleep study. This sleep study sounds interesting as hell. Uh, to be honest with you, I thought I'd be a little more, more rest assured by reading up on it and educating myself. Um, cause a lot of times education, knowing more will, will help you 
to feel better about the upcoming situation. That's what I find. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be dead honest with you. Reading more about this sleep study, and and if it is the sleep study, I'm going to be. If this is the sleep study I'm doing, I'm scared as shit, man. <laughs> oh boy, that is. Uh, let's talk about that next time. That's what we'll talk about. Uh, sleep study, couple other things. They're going to do some psychological tests, probably. You know, put the square peg in the round hole, and um, then. It's on to uh, cutting my skull cap open. See, see what they can find in my melon. This is going to be very, very interesting. And as, as scared shitless as I am, to be honest, I'm pretty excited too because I kind of get off on this high-tech medical stuff. This is pretty damn cool. One option surgically it sounds to me like it's one step closer to becoming a Borg. Tell you about that at uh, another episode as well. Plenty to talk about here for future episodes. I'm going to have co-hosts, guests, maybe pull in some random people off the street. It's going to be a fun time. And uh, we'll we'll throw down a few installments of diversions and stuff like that. So I don't want to get too serious and be too much of a downer. I uh, also want to have some fun with it. So... Join me on this little journey, shall we? Uh, tune in again for another episode of Seizure Salad. If you have any questions or requests, if you want to learn a little bit more, feel free to uh, drop me a line on Facebook. Just look for Seizure Salad on Facebook, my Facebook page. Like it, comment, send me a message. Uh, you can also send me a message through my Gmail. The Gmail address is salad at gmail.com. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. Tune in again, as I had mentioned, to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus, with me, your host, Micah B. In the meantime, keep it between the lines, all right? We'll catch you next time on Seizure Salad. Thanks for joining me. Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Micah Ball. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. Until then, remember... And it's all in your head.